0: back to inside the huddle sponsored by advanced medical imaging here is your host jay foreman
1: we are back after a quick break time goes by too quick harrison we're already halfway through the the hour the power hour early on a sunday morning or sunday mornings uh but harrison after big 10 media days you know uh, we got a pretty good long segment here, and uh, I've been thinking about it. Number one, uh, we'll we'll get the bad news out of the way, right? You know, how they say you want the good news or bad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, your bad news first. Guy. Bad news first, right? So you got there, and I obviously went last year, and I think the uh, media darling team in the West is probably Illinois, right? I think Brett Bielema did a really good job of one. Number one, I'll tell you this is uh you know big shout out to DP and uh, ticket and Rebecca that. Brett Bielema recognized us from last year and I got to talk to him. Um I know uh the A D, me and him were teammates. Um so again, he got there early. He knows mm-hmm. what the Big Ten landscape is, he knows how to work the media. Uh he's a former offensive line coach and he's kinda he, and he's a big dude, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um he, he I'd like to I'd like to have him at the crib and see if I can <laughs> if I can feed him, but uh so I think they're the media darling of the team. I think that defense coming back is gonna be tough mm-hmm. for everybody, right? Um, so so everybody's kind of focused on them, right? Because they had a great year last year, kind of like out of nowhere. Um, but they lost a lot, so it'd be interesting to see how they handle expectations, but also lost a ton of ton of production. Brown, Chase Brown, uh. You know, to be frank, is if he wasn't the best back in the Big Ten, he was one of them, and in the nation, he seemed like he'd been there forever. His brother Sydney, uh, I think his name is Sydney, uh, is gone. He was kind of like the eraser in the mm-hmm. back end. Uh, Witherspoon, who was a you know top ten or fifteen pick, lockdown legit number one corner, he's gone. Uh, a couple offensive linemen, and so forth, and the quarterback Devito's gone. Even though they had some replacements, they were impressive but I'm still waiting to see if they can do it two years in a row because they lost the game at home against Michigan state that essentially they should have moonwalked into the big 10 championship. So I don't think they've arrived, but they're being treated as such. Um, now you got some turnover. You got Ryan Walters, who I thought was extremely impressive. I know. I mean, I knew about him before he was Illinois, uh, Illinois, excuse me, uh, defense coordinator last year. Uh, and he was up for a Colorado job former uh buff alum great hire uh we'll we'll figure it out he'll have some growing pains, you know he's a little experienced, but he was good but with that being said Robert de Niro's dopplinger is that what it calls is a dopplinger when you have somebody doppelganger that looked, doppelganger sat down with us, okay you know Kurt Ference looks mm-hmm. like Robert de Niro he does, and he's got that kind of Smirk on his face, you know. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he does. If you pull it up, two right here. I saw I him on
0: the video. He just kind of got that vibe to him too. But he, but He's he cool has. But he they
1: could. look. He does look like him, though. Mm-hmm. You know, he could be an extra if he wanted. <laughs> you know, or whatever. Uh, he, actually, I would say he would be the older. He's a younger version because I think Robert De Niro is like eighty four. He just had a kid or something like that, right? Or yeah. Was, yeah, right With yeah, so Al Pacino, he- right? They're going back and forth, you know, texting each other. <laughs> hey, I'm eighty four. I got a new board. What about you? He's like, Well, I'm eighty five. Well, anyways. Um, I talked to him once, and uh, a kid that I trained, Justice Sullivan, went to Iowa. And I knew Justice. I know Justice's parents, and they love him. He sat down with us for ten to fifteen minutes, um, unsolicited. I think VJ went and recruited him or whatever, but he sat down with us. And I will say this. Uh I know they've had some issues, and we didn't obviously get into that. I mean, because that would be totally unprofessional. But he was impressive. He was. And you could see why they've been consistent. And you can see why they've been so good. You can see why they – when he started out, I think, 1-11. And, mm-hmm. and I think his first year was when that, that crouch run up there. And the one thing that stood out to me, Harrison, is this. I asked him uh, – because I always, I always feel like there's this – when you – have the ability to kind of get up to where Iowa was when they got to the Big Ten Championship that year and lost to Michigan State, kind of go down and then come back and kind of exceed expectations, coach around some issues. You know, you still got the gambling thing going on. You had the weight coach thing going on. or That that was obviously a big deal because he had been there with Kurt Ferentz. But you just seem like you just kind of keep churning, right? Keep churning. I know they – you know Nebraska beat him last year. I didn't get into that because I probably would have got up. But the one thing about him, I asked him, what was the one moment or the one player that changed your program? I'm thinking, you know, I always say Dallas Clark or somebody like that, or like some offensive player, Robert Gallery or mm-hmm. some, you know, a lineman. Um, that you know they've they've had a host of first round picks. You know, Daniels, uh, you know, for the center guard. Um, There are a ton of tight ends, whether it's George Kittle, um, Hawkinson, you know, Noah Fant. I mean, you could have easily pointed to those. And he said Bob Sanders. He said Bob Sanders came in as an undersized recruit that they knew that he could play football, played two and a half seasons on special teams, started to play better in progress in defense, never missed special teams, and kind of like got in towards the end of the season. But he said this, Bob Sanders set the tempo on how they practice and the physicality of how they play, and it hasn't changed from there for. So he was the guy, right, that changed that program. Because the way he operated for the next, two, let's say, two years, mm-hmm. and obviously he ended up being a, a great NFL player, injuries got a hold of him, that the foundation of what they – point to and what they show will never be changed. And so when you have Cooper DeJean talk to us about the way that they practice, they talk about Parker, the defensive coordinator and what he expects for them. And they're willing to do it because it's going to pay off on Saturdays. It starts with Bob Sanders. He talked about how they had to slow him down (laughs) because he was blitzing, blowing up the running backs. So they were literally kicking him out of practice. Okay. So what that means, what that, and I'm always thinking of it bigger of it, is like instead of saying, "Hey man, this isn't a guy that this guy is too old school," he he embraced it in a new school type of environment of college football, and he's still doing it right now. So, Nebraska fans, you can be physical and be a dominant team, and you and it has nothing to do with your star rankings because Bob Sanders was a three star at best. Listed at five, nine, my man is five, seven and a half. Okay. But he's two Oh five and he is explosive. He's a playmaker, um, a great leader. And so that was impressive. And Kurt Ferrens did what, I mean, it was right. Like it was no hesitation. And, uh, you know, I think the way that Kurt Ferrance is like the way that he talks, I can see why he does well recruiting and stuff like that. And the way that they've, and he talked about another thing, um, I, you have to go back, but he has multiple former players involved in the football program, both coaching and administrative recruiting roles and, like, uh, helping, you know, with donations throughout the program. So when you're going to recruit a Harrison, mm-hmm. right, it's something that you can see. It's just not come here, play football, okay, go figure it out. Yeah, you can get a couple of T-shirts, you come in. If you do things the right way and it's something that you want to do, this is an Iowa family. So with all the turmoil, now granted they got some issues, like just like Nebraska got some issues, and also we're going to get into that. You see why they you see why they stayed packed, and I hate to say it, but I'm going to give them a ton of respect. I'm not a fan. I'm not an Iowa, but I could. I see why.
0: Yeah, I mean I, it's it's only fun. It's fun beating the Hawkeyes because it's not easy. I mean, that's right. part of it, right? Like, if it was a team that would just be, you know, beat up easy yeah. every year, you know, it's not, it's not well, a fun run.
1: Well, it's fun. When they beat us seven times. They act like they won a national. They act like <laughs> they beat the 90s Huskers. Yeah. Now, we found ways to lose games. You know, they've out-coached us. They've out physicals us a lot of times. But...
0: We've, we've handed it over We've times.
1: We've given it teed up, you know, just like we are just mm-hmm. incapable of playing. But... I see why their program is sustainable. Mm-hmm. I do. And you have to respect that. Well, like
0: he says, that bounce back year, that showed a lot. Right. Low but, expectations, right. too.
1: Right. But the thing is, they he does it the way he needs to do it. He does it, according to him, the right way. And he's found a way to sell Iowa to anybody across the nation. And when he says it's family... There's guys that have played in that. Pro- I mean, LeVar Woods is one of the best recruiters in the nation. He came out either a little bit after me. I don't remember him. He's on their coaching staff. He's groomed him up through the Iowa coaching ranks. They have guys that are in their pro Tim Dwight, as crazy as he is, is still in their in their like involved in their program. Tavian Banks, who was my host, okay, is involved in their program. Tim Dwight was on my recruiting trip when I went to Iowa. Is involved in their program, uh, Eric Thigpen, who kind of was the you know me and him were supposed to be the safeties played for a little bit. I don't think he ever was uh, all Big Ten. Is involved in their program and helps them recruit the Chicago area. So they found a way to do Iowa things in this kind of ever changing uh, environment of college football. So um, reluctantly, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna, not reluctantly I'm gonna give them respect and I was impressed by them. The other team I was impressed by which uh, I'm not very surprised, um, was Wisconsin. They are going to be tougher than I originally thought they were. So they changed my opinion on the outlook of their team. I thought by bringing in uh, the air raid that, you know, it would be a total identity change, talking to every single player, including Braylon Allen. Um, um, He came over, uh, you know, Amon Green was with us, so he knew Amon. was, you know, obviously a big fan of Amon's um he came when we were at dinner talked to us for 20 minutes talked to us on air and then i got to talk to him afterwards um you know he was a little lukewarm to adjust to the offense but he looks at it as it's going to be more opportunity so what it tells me now is they're going to do things they're going to be even more dangerous on offense just by just the ability to put four legitimate passing options out there They brought in, it seems like, every transfer portal quarterback and let them figure it out. Um, That'll take care of itself. They, I think, recruited a a three- or four-star quarterback that's going to be coming in in 2024, along with Luke Fickle's defensive background, along with the excellent linebacker group, along with the standard that Jim Leonard left there, right? So the defense, those guys in that program, doesn't matter if you run a defense that's, you know, 3-3-5 Three three five like Nebraska, 4-3, still 3-4, or whatever scheme that Fickle and those guys are going to implement, it'll work because of the foundation that Jim Leonard has set forth for, from from the years past. Those guys know how to work. Those guys know how to play together. They know how to be physical.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like defense always comes around faster than right, the cause offense. Right, because mean, a lot
1: of it is effort and communication. Yeah. Well, now you're adding a little bit different when Luke Fickle is is a well-respected and a very successful defensive-minded coach, right, along with an offensive coach, along with the best running back in the Big Ten, him, him and Blake Horn, and the two best running backs, you know, arguably in the nation. And let me tell you something, man. Braylon Allen is a big man. He ain't a – I always, always say big boy. That's a man right there. Um – I didn't realize how big he was. You know, I'm 6'3". He's at least 6'2". He's every bit of 240, and there is not an ounce of fat on him. Um, And he was very um, interesting to talk to. I was very... um, I was delighted how humble he was or is. um, Motivated he is. Thoughtful he is. Constantly asking Amon what he needs to do to be better, what is he – you know, he asked Mon what, Mon what his, what he thought his holes in his games were, what he can improve, asking him about different types of workouts, then asked me from a defensive perspective what he could get better at. The guy was there. He he was – as much as we were trying to get information out of him, he was trying to get information out of a bunch of old dudes. Um. So I think those two teams are reluctantly uh, I think are going to be tough, but they, you know what, the, the good thing about it, they're going to beat each other up before Nebraska plays them. Um, And now quickly – Nebraska. Um, I was confident, or not confident. I felt like you know I did it with DP. You know we did our you know season predictions. Mm-hmm. I said seven and five. I think I stayed pat right there. Seven uh, and five. Yeah, seven and five. Now, granted, you know you guys said health wise, uh, I feel better about one particular group um, was which is the offensive line. Ethan Piper was there.
0: Yeah, I was curious about him. Yeah. He he actually uh, – he was the most, I think, intriguing out of all the I guys. I was just about to say that. Just because you, first of all, probably didn't expect it to be him right. out of all the linemen. But, uh, no, he 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 talked quite a bit. And uh, one thing I liked about him, and I wonder if that's why Matt Rule brought him, is he's really big on just the whole Nebraska culture. Yeah. Obviously, he's from here. Yeah. Um, he sold, sold that really well. But I'm right. curious what you thought.
1: Same thing, but I think that Ethan – you always, you know, being a former player, you, you kind of go off body language, but then also you, you hear him talking. You hear some things, and everybody's been through up and downs in their career, right? Mm-hmm. And there's times that you know, reluctantly, you have to come to terms that I didn't perform as well as I possibly could, right? And that's a hard pill to swallow. Ethan Piper did that. Now, does it mean he's gonna? Is he the next coming of Brendan Steyer or something like? No, but what it what it let me know is the light. Finally, came on for him in whatever form or fashion. He's bought into what Matt Rule is is implemented in the coaching staff. He is fully in fully in on uh, Coach Rayola, but then also he's an embodiment of the of the of the team or of, of the guys of of majority of guys because he's a holdover, right? So you evaluate the new coach in the in the culture that they're trying to implement on the guys that are still here and the guys that maybe haven't either reached their expectations or played up to expectations or haven't played as much as they thought they should or could have. That's Ethan Piper, right? So for him to come – and then you got to think, you and not bat an eye Jeff Sims goes, right? He's a starting quarterback. Luke Reimer, been a two- or three-year starter and very productive last year. You know that you would, you'd be surprised if they didn't go, right? Ethan Piper's name is like, okay, well, what's going on? Now you see. That gives me a little bit more confidence that they will be able to kind of—I would say—they have the figure figure it out percentage in their favor if something goes wrong. Um, so I, I'm gonna stay pat at seven and four. Um, at the worst case scenario, six and six. It won't be easy, right? Because the schedule is technically easy, but they still have a lot to get better at. Plus I, you
0: never know. People say that a lot. Wait till the season starts. Right. Well, I just a oh, that's gonna change right. on what's considered an easy game or not.
1: Well, sure. But I the reason why I think it's should the schedule is some is easy. One, the turnover in the Big Ten West. Coaching okay. philosophy wise, right? Um the loss of dominant and players in the Big Ten West by every team. Now, Iowa was able to actually finally get a quarterback in an NFL tight end. They did free agency better than anybody, right, uh, or the transfer portal. But I think that's the circumstances work in in, in Nebraska's favor. You're, you're playing Minnesota first, but you get to play Colorado and Dion's first year. Even though they might have a, a whole bunch of new roster guys, they don't have any continuity, so you're not – and they were 1-11 last year. There's still that 1-11 in their program. And when you play teams. Northwestern, who's always kind of been the thorn, you know, kind of like a hemorrhoid or something, right? They are just they won't they shouldn't win a game this year right and definitely shouldn't beat Nebraska Purdue a whole new deal Brahma's gone and they don't have that so that's why I say it um, so I feel confident coming out of you know uh, Big Ten that that should be my prediction um, but you know it's week by week day by day and realistically I haven't been around the team in the off season so you know I'm assuming that they've had a really good you know summer. Fall camp is just going to be kind of just, a, I always say it's a spillover. And uh, they got less than a month uh, before we, you know, tee it up. So we're going to go to break. We're going to come back and dress the uh, elephant in a room and then send it off to uh, Pete Ferguson. But this is Jay Foreman inside the huddle brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging. We'll be right back.